The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Thanks for hanging out. Welcome to it. Thursday editions here. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. Loaded up today. We'll spend time with Brandon Vogel. Hale Varsity .com and Magazine. We'll check in with Coach Gary Barnett. Jeremiah Searles. We'll talk Husker offense with us in hour two. You're set to join us if you like. Some different ways to do that. You can find us, of course, on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Uh, do that. Hale Varsity YouTube. Look that up and save it. Subscribe to it. Also, the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Give that follow and make it happen there. 489-1240. The numbers to get in. Also, toll-free across the state where you hear us. one 800 825 5865. Can email Chris at alevarsity.com. Find Elijah on Twitter at Herbal Essence. Find Connor Clark on Twitter at C underscore Clark underscore 27. Can find me on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. Guys, we'll get into some gambling trends that are there. Some pretty favorable numbers when you look at Matt Rule and his time in college. And uh, also a good story from Mitch Sherman. Uh, when it comes to the uh, just where Nebraska's at, where they need to be with the offensive line, a little deeper dive into the O-line. But the theme today is, well, fighting. What did you make of what you saw from Nebraska's future opponent? Week two, some of you are invading Boulder. If you do, get to Blur. We'll be there at Blur uh, as uh, the scene will be sent for that early morning kickoff. Uh, if you're a, a red beer guy, a Bloody Mary guy, a screwdriver guy, or dare I say an orange beer guy, uh, you will be hydrated with blur before kickoff at 10 a.m. local time in Boulder. There's my spiel there. Uh, and you can have uh, some uh, prime rib and salmon with us with Gary Michaels and Estes. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> but fighting. And what would you think of this? Let's play the clip. It's the clip heard around college football the last 24 hours. Uh-oh. Colorado had a bit of a scuffle on some goal line drills. We'll ask Gary Barnett about it in an hour. But here's Coach Prime losing his mind. I seen two of y'all walking off over there. And you got a key teammate fight. What they do to that? Nowhere. Nowhere. Not what they do to that? Not here. Nowhere. In one fight, we all fight. You understand that? I don't want to see y'all walking off with somebody's fight. Yes, sir. Never again. Okay, I I like having your teammates back. I have a problem with a guy who never tackled anybody in the NFL (laughs) yelling at people about being physical. I kind of kid. I I don't doubt Dion's greatness. I really, truly don't. It was as good as it gets at corner in the NFL and at Florida State. But just letting... Letting them lose their mind, it almost seemed, dare I say, staged. It wasn't. It was It was an actual goal line, and you had some shoves by the big people at that second and third level. Uh, we know defensive backs don't like getting shoved around by offensive linemen. 
and defensive backs are more typical to yap. Yeah. But hey, I, <laughs> there I, it is. I, there I, it is. I, I, I know we're I know we're we're talking about the Buffs and not Nebraska right now to lead off. But what was your what would your policy be? Let them throw down. Let them go at it. Uh, allegedly, I mean, if you had a problem, it was like Yellowstone. Uh, you you got to fight Rip to uh, to fight, and that was never a winning deal uh, until Rip lost on purpose to to one of John Dutton's kids. But I I you know that's an aside. I don't know how tough this Buff team's going to be. I don't know how tough this team is if they're built on skill and speed and talent. First things first, it's Minnesota, clearly. And I think they're going to be real tough just because they've always been. But I don't know. What did you think of Dion? What was your reaction? I thought it was impassioned, and I thought it was good for him to say, look, you got to have your teammates back. But, dude, he's bringing in a bunch of uh, Louis. They're all about they're all about they're all about me, not we, and I think that's going to be a problem with him, possibly, uh, at this this level of college football. Well, I read this as a, a first off season culture type thing. Hey, I'm going to instill in my guys. You're going to have your teammates back in all cases, whether that's a fight on the field, whether that's another guy trying to to take a cheap shot at him, whether that's off the field completely. And uh, you know what? Your teammate needs help studying for some final. You're going to go help him out there. You're going to help him You're out. You're going to go cases. get that answer key. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I see this as going and setting the culture, and I don't know. I, I feel like there's some concern if you're three years into a, a rebuild in your coach prime, and you're saying, "Hey guys, if we're going to have a fight in practice, I want my entire team to be involved in that scuffle." That's a little different, but in year one, I can understand why pra- a coach practice eight or fifteen. Well, yeah, yeah in, that, in that case, I can understand why a coach is sitting here saying, "Hey, guys, it's about building a culture and building our team right now." If your teammate's going to get in a fight, I want you to go back up your fellow offensive lineman. I want you to go back up your fellow defensive back. Let's build some chemistry. Let's build some culture here. And, and as you kind of alluded to with the toughness leading off, we're going to build a, a tough team here that's not willing to back down from a fight. You know, if there's a fight on the practice field, we're going to get involved. I wonder if that you're tune all family, changes. though. I wonder if the tune changes in year three or year four of fall camp. That's what I wonder here. People have, you know what, bemoaned Coach Prime always encouraging fighting at practice. I don't think it's that at all. No. I, and I'm not a, the biggest Coach Prime defender out there, but I think he knows his stuff when it comes to football. And I think he knows, hey, part of that that team environment that you want to build within the team is having your teammates back in a fight, or in any case, you're, you're going to have your teammates back, and I think that's what he's trying to build. Here. He has he has their, their back when it comes to chasing that bag. He gets that it's about money and bettering themselves. He gets that, and in, in, uh, uh, Kyle uh, chimes in here on the stream, you're welcome to do it. All the guys have their Twitter handle on the back of their jersey, and that's about self-promotion, and Dion was all about you know, prime that that persona that would hit a home run one week and score a touchdown on an interception return or a punt return in the same week. So he is uh, he is about excellence with what he was able to do. Never as good a baseball player as Bo Jackson, but was on some of those really good Braves teams, and uh, I know uh, kept getting paid every free agent deal with as many major league teams as he spent with between the Giants and Reds and Braves and Yankees and go down the list. So wanted to start things off there with with Prime. We'll, we'll talk to Coach Barnett and Searles about fighting during this time of year. And, and that's the one thing. I mean, Nebraska's legendary teams. We talked to Grant Wistrom earlier this week. We've talked to Dr. Rob Zadiska. 
quite a few times over the years. The pipeline guys took nothing off anybody. And you've heard references to the magical pit uh, of yesteryear at Nebraska where a lot of things went on and you got your differences settled there. And then you were able to leave it there. That's the thing. You can let out some frustrations and then move on from it. That's the, the key to it. So we'll see if this helps Colorado uh, for TCU, hurts Colorado for TCU and beyond. I just think they're problematic on the lines of scrimmage, and uh, it's going to be a, a really rude season that way. And I think this is part of that. This this reaction here from Prime is like, hey, you guys got to be willing to fight. <laughs> And this might be an extreme example whenever you're fighting your teammates in fall camp. But you know what? When the emotions start running high in fall camp, you're beating heads with the same guy day after right. day after day after day. And you get tired of some of the stuff he's going to be pulling at practice. So if you're going to fight, hey, let's have a team that's going to be willing to fight as opposed to a team that's going to get their asses kicked. Look, I mean, at the, uh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's football. And it happens like literally every single year. We see this obviously more in the NFL side, but it's, it's football. I mean, at you, the you'll end see of the day, this with every team around oh, the country. Oh, yeah. And I... Honestly, I mean, the only reason why this is a big deal <clears throat> is because there was, you know, cameras around, right? I mean, you're in a, a in a fight. There's always cameras around with Prime. Yes, and you, you're in a fight in practice against a teammate, and I think the message is, hey, you know, even if it's against your own teammate, you got to have your teammates back, and I think the most important part there is, too, is like, still having, I guess, the respect, like not losing that, right? Because at the end of the day, I mean, you preach as a football coach, it, it's it's a band of brothers that, that is makes up the football team, right? So, yeah, you're going to have your disagreements. Yeah, you're going to go at each other on the football field. That's fine. I mean, that's just a part of football. I really don't see this hurting Colorado, honestly, at all. I mean, I think this honestly just helps them. I mean, you instill that culture of, hey, if somebody gets into a scuffle, we all get into a scuffle. If that's against our own team, if that's against somebody else, I mean, I think that's that's okay to preach. Um, Who's I mean, walking away? Who's running from that is my question. Because you've got to be able to overcome that uh, on on the team with your team leaders and your, your coach. You, right. can't, you, can, you can make a mistake early in your career, but you can't ever do it again. If it's a consistent thing, obviously, th- then you have a problem. But like, I I don't I don't really see how this is that huge of a deal. Honestly, well, well, what's, what's weird to me is just the fact that the social media team of Colorado is going out there and promoting this message. Like, I guarantee there's been at least one fight, if not multiple, down at fall camp with Nebraska. As I said, it's what happens whenever you're yeah. you're beaten up on it's the football. same dude day after day after day. You're waiting for somebody else in a different colored jersey to, to play against, and you're getting frustrated with the guy across from you because, hey, it's been 13 straight days of banging heads with this dude. <laughs> so I think it's probably happened at Nebraska, but Nebraska hasn't gone out and publicized those moments on social media. That's what stands out to me about this with Colorado is they've gone out and publicized this moment with They're their not social hard to media. Find. They aren't, but it's that's what they are. They've got to inflate, and this has been on all the, the morning sports hits. I know we're talking about it as well, but the reason we're hitting on it is because they're, they're an opponent in, in, in three weeks. Matthew chimes in. His son, Dion's son, was the one recording the uh, close-up of this from what I heard. So what was he doing? Well, there's his, his one of his sons is a quarterback. Mm-hmm. One of his sons is the uh, social media director. Ah. So that's, that's 
why he's not currently a, a player. One of his kids <laughs> the, played the for The social media manager just goes and throwing haymakers right. out of nowhere. Right, I mean, he just comes in uh, from, <laughs> you know, like he's the ultimate warrior, and yeah. it's, and it's uh, an attack from behind. The son being the social media manager, though, is that not kind of stink of nepotism a little bit? He's not hard to find. Pretty Elijah. good at it. I mean, he got a documentary thing, and their documentary they filmed was pretty good. I, mean, I guess how many times has Colorado drugs? gone viral this offseason? It's probably three or four times now. So, yeah, I guess he's, he's pretty job. good at it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not nepotism like Iowa. Let's dive into some early— <laughs> Somebody changes the topic immediately. Love <laughs> yeah. that. No, I, we, can, we can talk about baby Ferentz. <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for the end of the year. Yeah, that's you a know, November problem. That, that, that's a—yeah, well, you know, it, it is a November problem, and uh, their defense has been good at scoring, I don't know, 13 points a game. Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk coverage and betting and CBS out with teams that are pretty phenomenal. For the last 10 years, when we talk about trends to consider for college football, since 2014, the last 10 seasons, Bama has been favored 123 times. They are the number one team in college football. Their record is a favorite. 112 and 11. Okay. And as from a cover rate, 53% of the time they cover. Clemson in at two, Georgia and Oklahoma tied uh, for the most times and their record as a favorite. OU below 50% when it comes to their cover rate. I get into this because you, you look down the list the last 10 years. Of, of the ladder you got to climb to be in that upper echelon of the Big Ten, Ohio State in at five. Their record is a favorite 98 and nine with a 50, almost a 51% cover rate. Wisconsin at 77 and 21. Mm. Their cover rate at 510. Michigan sneaks into the top 10 at 76 and 15 with a cover rate of almost 54%. I'm surprised Wisconsin is that high. Same here, because they've they've had some really good seasons, but they've also had their typical 9-4. and four, But most of those are three-and-a-half-point ball games against right. the Iowas of the world or the Minnesotas of the world. But your most successful uh, team is underdog. A minimal of 30 games is an underdog. Look who, looky who comes in here in that 10-year window. Uh, Baylor, your top underdog team mm. at 28-14-1. and one. Mm. Uh, they are Is that to, 28-14-1 in terms of covering or outright? That's that's in terms of, of covering. Okay. okay. So they're at a 60, almost 67%. That falls under the Matt Rule era. Uh, when it comes to uh, also successful cover rates, Temple chimes in. At uh, number three at 29 and 20, almost a 60% cover rate within that 10-year window. So what I'm getting at here math-wise is the the reality of of Matt Rule in his time as a coach. They they punch above their weight. I think Nebraska's going to be underdogged probably eight of their 12 regular season games. I think, that's, I think that's fair. Is that, is, is that a number that you're both comfortable with? Well, whenever you look at the Vegas line at six, I think it's going to be they're going to be favored in six and they're going to be underdogged in six. Okay. You think they'll actually be favored in six? I think so. Northwestern, Colorado. Two non-con. The two non-cons is four. Plus, I look at Michigan State. You think they'll be favored at Sparty? It depends how the season it's goes. It's in but East Lansing. The, the, the very early line is that Nebraska is like a three-point favorite in East Lansing. 
I'm not saying they can't win outright or even cover a number. I just don't see them as a favorite. If, if, if you're asking them as right a now, right, yeah. right now, what Purdue maybe because they're at home. Purdue, you should yeah, be in Illinois. Maybe. You're probably a slight underdog. Northwestern, you're a favorite. Absolutely. Purdue, Northwestern, Colorado, Louisiana Tech, Northern Illinois. I'll throw Michigan State in there and make it six. I, I disagree on Sparty, but again, we're talking in August. Yes. November's yes. a long, long ways away. But just something to think about with with Matt Rule and his history at Baylor and at Temple. In that 10-year window, you see Temple and Baylor both show up as teams that not only play well but can cover. Cover the number, uh, and uh, that's, that's worth something. Brandon Vogel. We'll check in with this next detail. Varsity presented by Currency.